Hi, hello, and thank you for calling the AOT Chronicles at Attack on Titan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ronnie. Hey, guys, I'm one of your hosts, Jazzy Chad. And if you thought no one was home, you're wrong, because we're right here. We got the answering machine set up, and it just is, so happens to be in the form of a probably a one-hour-plus podcast. So come on in. Let's go. Live and thriving. So last time we did that day, but today is season three, episode 21, episode 58, Attack Titan. Wow. Please translate that. Shin Geki no Kyojin. Thank you, Chad. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm, uh, I've always been kind of like, a, I guess, like a connoisseur in other languages. Uh, I've always been asked to like say stuff in other languages. I mean, that's not really kind of what I was meaning or asking at all, but, but sure, yeah. Congratulations for you. Uh, I mean, basically, my opening thoughts for this one is this episode, like last episode, is unbelievable. And basically just how many lines of dialogue are absolutely crucial to understand. So, I mean, Would you say this is your favorite episode since last episode? Let me so if, well, if Well, let me think. Did you have some other side note you needed to give me before I decided? No. Why did you say well so aggressively then? Well, I... Uh... Can I answer? Yeah. Answer. Okay. So if I think about last episode and I think where we left off there, I would say... Yeah, I would. Okay, I think this cool. is my favorite episode since last episode for sure. I mean, my notes are crazy. I'm just gonna go ahead and okay. warn everyone right now. Where would you? Okay, I, since this is your favorite since last episode, where would you rank this episode mm-hmm. in episode or in season three? Where would you put it? Would you put it at the top, near the bottom? I mean, personally, I gotta say, these. Well, there's all kind of different types of episodes in season three these past this one and the last one to me are almost like one big episode yeah and they are they my favorite though i mean the stuff at the uh, wall shiganshina are so great or wall wall maria in the city of shiganshina yeah all that action is so good but i mean i've watched 58 episodes of attack on titan to have basically all the answers so far 90% 90% of them there's still tons of questions to be answered but in two episodes so I gotta I gotta give it to these two episodes yeah. what do you think yeah I, I'm the same way as good as 17 and 18 were like going from Levi vs. Beast Titan right Armin Colossal and then the deciding between Erwin and Art. like those are so good but this right here uh, is just info dump I mean but. this is just yeah it's just because it gets you so hyped for season 4 because you realize like it's not. It's not like it's ending the series and it's giving you all the questions at the end or all the answers at the end. It's opening up really, if you think about it, just so many more questions yeah. going forward. And even though these two episodes don't really include our main characters at all, I mean, we get Grisha's background, but it's Se- just season three as a whole, though, just is a way above and beyond season one and two. To me, it's not even close. Yeah, it is almost almost I mean I know uh, it, I know season 1 and 2 built up to this to allow this to happen, right. but season 3 is just so good. It was it was set up to be incredible and they just so happened to nail it in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. We open up with the owl in Titan form still in the sea from the end of last episode. 
He's squeezing soldiers and tossing them back into the water. This guy is just... He's cleaning house. He doesn't want anyone to know what's going Savage. on Savage. This guy has the same haircut that uh, you, Chaz, rocked for a good 13 years, and it also is the same haircut <laughs> I'm trying to currently rock. I'm growing my hair well, out, and this is what I'm aiming for. Yeah, well, <laughs> got a long ways to go, bud. Hate to break it to you. But, uh, yeah, I rocked that shit. Yeah, 300 followers on Spotify, and we get the Chaz, uh, this haircut reveal. So Yeah, hey, if we hit 300 spo- followers on Spotify, I will buzz my head. Well, not my head, hey, my why, hair. Hey, what are we doing? Why are we excluding Spotify? I'll tell you why. It's Actually, I'm not going to tell you why. Just follow us on all things. Subscribe, yeah. leave us a review, and when we feel like yeah. you've behaved well, we'll do it. <laughs> Listen, you're not my dog. I don't know why I said it like that. Listen, I, I'm I not suck. shaving my head for anybody. I don't know why I said that earlier. Oh, man, I wanted to... Dang it. Okay, anyway, that's for us to, to discuss later. Um, so Grisha explains in his diary slash journals what the sea is, and with that, we go to the opening credits. Well, can you explain it to me? Yeah, yeah. So the sea is a body of water that covers, I believe, I mean, I think it's 97% of the world. Is it really? Yeah, it's a lot of water. I thought it was 70%. Oh, don't... We, listen, we might be a farting podcast, but there's there's one thing that we're not. We are not a burping podcast. I think... I People appreciate an H2O burp. If it comes from Coke or, you know, a soda, it's like, ah, oh, that's too easy. It's carbonated. That are, was an H2O burp. We are strictly pretty much a water podcast. Well... People... Cop. I, I mean, uh, my, my what am I? Listen, I am so podcast. under the influence of this late hour. I mean, you have drank so much bullshit on this podcast. What am I talking about? I just drink water, milk, and occasionally hot chocolate. But you've done well, cold brews. You've done. How about this though? This the, the tonight, sodas. tonight is strictly an H two O podcast. How about that? Just hey, stop burping in the microphone. It's gross. Just okay. farts only, please. Um. What was I... Oh, I was explaining the C. Do I need to keep going or did you get it? I was going to say I thought it was 70%, but isn't that the body? I believe it's 97%. 70% is a human body, right? It's just... Yes. Okay. So I'm 70% liquid. Well, water, to be exact. It's... Wow. Isn't that crazy to think about, man? If you just look at that glass of water, that is you. That is mostly you. <laughs> this is so me right now. <laughs> Hits ball. And then we go to the opening credits, and with us being so close to the end of this credit sequence, uh, we did this last season, and I just want to check up on you, Chaz. How are you feeling about this intro so far? Because we're almost done with it, so I just want to get your final takes for you know leaving it behind. I mean, it being now that everything, you can't spoil anything else because it's already, so much has happened. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's bomb. It's... I don't know. Oh, I get it. I like you, it. I like it. Red little, Swan. Red Swan is so good. You seem good. a little down on it. No, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. I appreciate it more now that we've seen all the action. And if they showed all the action after it was already done, I would appreciate it even more. But I just hate how they did that to us. I didn't get spoiled because I didn't watch it. I'm, I know better. I wonder how many people actually got spoiled. Or how many people I'm saw sure it. I'm sure 70% th- of people. I don't think so. If you got spoiled by the opening credits, let us know. Or if it was the kind of thing where you saw it, it was kind of like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And then when you saw it in the show, you were like, oh, snap, they put that right in the credits. That's crazy. I will say, though, let they did know. a great job of 
bringing back the vibe of season one uh, intro songs when a bunch of action is happening. It was like the they season, hyped it up. Yeah, a they bit. hyped it up. It's because season three part one was more of a, you know it's more storytelling slash info. I also this seems a little nitpicky, but I just have to laugh because it's something I would do. You know when they show like the names or whatever, they have a very specific rainbow art layer on the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like the same color, like it's the same artwork that I would put on every single PowerPoint slide I ever did in middle school. And it's just kind of funny for such a big show that they went with that kind of. But uh, my personal You know favorite, what it is? What? So relatable. Yeah. My favorite part of the opening credits of my May Say So of Myself is the part of the song near the end where he goes, So, so, me too, yeah. too. That's a banger right there. I scream that out every time I get there. I'd love to meet that guy. Okay, so we uh, exit the opening credits, and when we return, the owl has exited his titan and is cutting Grisha free. Grisha asks who he is, and he reveals that his name is Aaron Kruger. What? And as we all just saw, he possesses one of the nine titans. See, this is the thing about this episode. We are getting down and dirty with these titans. Deep, 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 deep. He managed to infiltrate the uh, Marlians with fake blood tests with the help of a doctor. Now, this is awesome right here because he says doctors make good spies. Yep. I fucking love this because guess what? Grisha is a doctor. Even though... As far as we'll get into his uh, his paradise spy days, but as far as far as his uh, Eldian spy days over here, mm, a little questionable. Well, maybe he learned his lesson and he won't entrust anything to a kid anymore. I mean, the owl tells <laughs> Grisha that he did well, even though I still can't. I would love one person to tell me one thing that the uh, I believe we termed them the bombers last episode that they did the entire time Grisha was leading them. You got anything for me, Chad? One thing. If anything, they just kept hope between themselves. Other than good intentions. But that's what I'm saying. You gotta keep that's I mean it does. And to be fair, Grisha isn't so sure though either. He's not sure he did well. He says he was a useless father, a useless husband, and a useless man. I agree with the useless father part. You literally well, I, as soon as your child was birthed out of your wife's vajiji you literally called him and said oh wow this guy's gonna save us one day you didn't even look at him as your son yeah i would agree he's probably a pretty big useless man at this point yeah coward but yet well i'm shitting on this guy way too hard but yeah well <clears throat> listen this is we're just right here at the beginning of grisha's transformation right yes that's true we saw his past he had good intentions he just didn't do anything but yet, he's the only one who remains human. He's feeling that survivor's guilt right now. He mourns for Dinah, even though it's pronounced Dina, because she was a good one. And thinking back on last episode, he questions why the owl only let him live. Grisha grabs hold of him with a hey, his... great question. <laughs> yeah, not a bad one. Grisha grabs hold of him with his bandaged hands and nubby little fingers... And the owl makes a comment about how he is sure that Grisha's fingers hurt. But uh, Grisha sarcastically thanks him for his concern since he was the one who chopped them off. Hey, is this owl guy a crazy person? Hey, do you, I'm pretty sure your fingers hurt. 
Uh, I would probably know because I chopped all of them off. Hey, the <laughs> owl, are you sure you're not a duck named Daffy? Because you seem a little Looney Tunes. Hi, it's Ronnie with a late night edit. I messed this up. I said Daffy instead of Donald. I mean, Donald instead of Daffy. It's Daffy Duck. That's the one I was looking for. It's so funny. Oh, <laughs> you like that one, huh? I saw, uh, I'm feeling a little loony right now. I saw your face brighten up a little bit there. <laughs> Also, I went right over Chad's head. He didn't even correct me. That's bad co-hosting. Uh, yeah, but he just can't bring himself to understand why the owl didn't go on his rampage, I don't know, maybe five minutes earlier to save all the other people from becoming Titans. Some secret spy this guy is. What's your answer to that? Because I don't think he ever gives a good explanation, if you ask me. He Well, he does, kind of. I, I, I take that back. He does a little bit. It's, yeah... We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Put a pin in that one. Okay. But the owl doesn't look too good as this has all taken place because he falls to his knees and says it wasn't just fellow patriots, but that he severed thousands of fingers from subjects of Ymir and made them into titans, including women and children. This guy has the best resolve in the entire show, if you ask me. Wow, so resolve. Far. The fact... Oh, dude, so crazy to think about. But the fact that you could sever just thousands of fingers from your own race that is being suppressed because you know you have to do it to stay secret and to win in the end. That is crazy. (laughs) This might not be a popular opinion. I was going to save this for later. I might just go ahead and jump into it now. This owl guy, scumbag. I don't think so, bro. I really don't. This guy sucks. No, dude. What did this guy do? He literally, he stayed secret and was helping the restorationists. He was going to, they were eventually going to go to the island of paradise. He probably knew that they were going to try to get Zeke. And he's like, okay, if this can work out, like everything went according to plan because he gave them the the royal woman, but it just didn't pan out. And how much are good intentions worth in the long run? But that's the thing, though. I feel like this guy just chopped off. Feet. Well, here we'll we'll talk more about okay. it later. Let's let's set up the episode a little bit more. I, I mean, well, he is a scumbag. I agree with that. Don't want to be think, accused of getting ahead of myself. I, f- I feel like he had to. All right. Well, we'll have the discussion a little bit. We'll have a little later. He's like my mom. Hey, I mean, he did all this while he believed it was for the sake of Eldia, which kind of goes towards your thing. But he informs Grisha that he doesn't know how much time he has left and that he is entrusting him with the final task. He remembers the first day he met Grisha and how it wasn't for that day how if it wasn't for that day, he never would have mustered up enough hatred for Marley to come this far. Um, talking about Grisha, of course, because we pan back and we see that the day when his father is being informed about Grisha's sister, that Aaron Kruger was the owl, and he was on the wall watching over uh, Mr. Gross. And he says that this whole, like, watching him just as a little kid was what made him choose, was part of the reason he chose Grisha to kind of be, like that be the figurehead of all this. He seems like a great guy. And the owl says he, too, was once like Grisha. He goes on to say that the royal family that stayed behind formed a revolution and that his father was part of it. Except 
just like the owl, nothing came from it, and his father was burned alive as he watched his Oh my god. As the owl watched it take place through a closet door because he was so young. I mean, no one can do anything over here. Sounds to me like they're all just fucked and there's no way out of this. It does I will I'll give him that. It does seem like the cards are stacked pretty heavily against him, but can't someone hey, make he a He made a difference though, you know why? Why? He saw that happen, and he's like, I'm going to grow up one day and cut off thousands of fingers of yep. my own race. He saw his dad burn alive, and he swore revenge. Which? He cut off thousands of fingers of his own race Which in revenge. Which is funny that you mention that, because on my notes it says, All he managed to do is cut fingers of fellow <laughs> patriots, kick them off the wall, and turn them into titans. It's because of that his true identity was never revealed. He was able to keep it Dude, a secret. How? But okay. At on. what cost is what Ronnie would ask? I, I've thought about this, too. He's been doing this for a long time. At what point do you even remember what you're doing this for? Yeah, exactly. You get lost and like, you hear about, well, I don't know if you really hear about it. It's more like movies, people going undercover and then feeling... I mean, look at Reiner and Bert, for example. Yeah. Reiner went crazy like a madman because he spent five years, if like, yeah, five years with the cadets. I mean, this guy has done way more terrible shit than just Reiner did. Which goes back to my point, though. This guy has the best resolve out of anybody in the show. I mean, how many <laughs> fingers do you have to cut off before you go away? Is my cover really worth this much? <laughs> Grisha asks what his task is, which is, I thought, a really good question. I typically like to know what I've got to do before I do it. So, wow. Interesting take. Yeah, it's just my order of operations. Some <clears throat> people do it differently. And the owl tells him it's to infiltrate the wall and retake the founding titan after he inherits the owl's attack titan. Which, of course, he will do by eating the founding titan. Or the owner of the founding titan, I should say. You, you know what Grisha should have asked right here? Why didn't you do that, Budro? Uh, oh, and you know what Grisha asked? Why, Why the owl himself <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> And I thought, or won't do it. Another great question. Grish is really turning on me this episode. This is where he's starting to become a real MVP. He's a man of logic. He's got great questions. And to which we are given from the owl an absolute knowledge ball game changer. Did you get what I said there? Yeah. It was an absolute knowledge ball game changer. Those who inherit the power of the nine titans perish in just thirteen years. Whoa. This what this like makes your heart sink because they don't they don't I waste. No, dude. Any we time watched this episode together. I saw tears come out of your eyes. Yep. I didn't tell you. I didn't say anything because I didn't want you to get even more upset. I was watching you from a distance, and I saw tears come out of your eyes. Yep. I mean, I'll tell and... like it is. I started weeping. So it's known as and the then curse. Then I came and laid with you. Whoa. Okay. And got under the blanket. It. Whoa. All right. We're just very good friends. We slept on many pallets growing up, and we don't see any reason to stop that now as an adult men. It's known <laughs> as the curse of Ymir. Hey, pretty good name. I see what they did there. And the owl just so happened to inherit his titan 13 years ago. We cut over to... Wait. 
Huh? Let's do before we keep going. Put a put a pin in that. Let's do some time, some time leaps right now. Thirteen years ago. Yeah. How old was Grisha? I so I wanted to know if he already had the Titan when he beat the shit out of Grisha, or if he did not. So I would say Grisha looked okay. His sister. I'll I'll go ahead and say this. His sister was eight years old. They said that. They did not say Grisha's age, I don't believe. And it, he was definitely older than his sister. So he right, had to be... 10, 11. Yeah, he could have been three... We'll say we'll say three years. A lot of times it's like a three-year, two, three-year difference. Yeah. Say he's 11 years old. 13 years ago. So what... That's a, It's a really good... Cause okay, I mean, hold on. Okay, then I've got more. I've got more. Grisha took over. He was set to take over his father's clinic at 18... He joined the Restorationists at 18. He didn't take it over. A year later, he had Zeke. Right. Okay, so now we're at 19. Zeke's a baby. Yep. Zeke looks to be... How old? Eight years old when that when they try to get him to save everyone, maybe? Mm, I don't think that old. Seven? Six or seven? I think, I think like f- five. Five? Cause okay, say we'll go we'll go six for the sake of it. So he we'll say Grisha's twenty five right here. Because here's the thing: is the owl the owl is Eldian? Yeah, he has. So to he be, shouldn't be a Marlian officer, right? Right. He was undercover. Why would he even try and become a Marlian officer unless he had the power of the Titans? So I think. It might have been like very early on. I could even see it as a thing where like that was his Mr. first Gross year. is in command, and it, like it's they're like, okay, this is your new rookie sidekick. He's gonna learn from you and like okay. put with him. I like that because if then if you go from there, say uh, say Grisha was ten, eleven at the time. The owl just recently got his you know uh, tight powers. That puts you know Grisha now at twenty four, twenty three ish. And then once his 13 years are up, which we know happened right there at the end, that puts him at like, you know, 36, 35. And I would say when we see Grisha, he's probably about that age, which maybe a little bit older. Yeah, you're saying like when Aaron is a 10-year-old kid, Grisha's like in his late 30s. Is that what you're saying? Mid-30s, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So I think I think we, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think we pretty much nailed that. But that's interesting though, because I, I, the reason I wanted to go over that was to figure out how old Zeke was. I really, because he, we know to Zeke, me because is, Zeke is still the okay. Now that we know this thirteen year thing, Zeke is the Beast Titan. But he he's obviously has to be way older than the kids that are Titans. So when did he get his Titan? So why would he get his Titan way later than everybody else too? So say say okay. How about this? This is way too. I could see uh, Zeke being like twenty. No, there's no way he's got to be like. I think he's like twenty six, twenty seven. I because I think that throws the entire. I here's the thing. I don't remember exactly how old I thought Zeke looked like, but I felt like it was younger than like episode one Aaron and younger than Grisha when we see him with his sister. Like, I still feel like he's, like, carrying around toys and stuff like that and still so, 
Like he's he's much more adolescent than like Aaron was when he was ten talking to his dad. Like Zeke wasn't kind of. having those conversations. I seriously think he was just like, yeah, my daddy he <laughs> wants to be he wants to road the world. I'm gonna road the world. <laughs> like I that think he's true. very young. And here's you know the, that does make sense. He probably is about like six years old. Yeah, five yeah. or six. Okay, if anybody has this answer, I want to know how old. How, how annoyed. <laughs> that was probably the war. Yeah. How annoyed are people who know exactly how old everyone is? <laughs> and we just had. But they don't say minute, it, though. Eight minute conversation. They don't say it, but like the mangas or whatever, and people. Yeah. I don't know. But the people that are anime only, if you know their age, you're a fucking yeah, genius. The anime I'll people, that. I will say that. We do just have a lot of manga people, and yeah. I'm always worried that we're just having okay, conversations. I want a manga that... person. I don't even care. Tell me how old Zeke is at this exact moment at the end of the anime when he's fighting in Shiganshina. I want to know how old this motherfucker is, because he looks like he could be 20 years old or 50 years old. I don't even know. With his full-ass I mean, beard. We, we know that, like, at this, like, Grisha's over there right as... He's like he's on the wall basically just for all we know like a week or two if even after Zeke tells, right? Yeah. So yeah. say say Zeke is 5 6, okay? Then Grisha he's gets the 5 f- 6 at the age of 5. That's as tall as you or taller than you. <laughs> I know. That's pretty jealous about it. Oh, you knocked me off my train of thought. Okay, so say he's 5 or 6, okay. all right? Grisha gets the Titan powers. So he's got 13 years. When his time's running up, Aaron's time, ten. His, he's probably what thirteen when his time's running up. That make you know that makes sense because he gets in the wall. Let's say three years later, two to three years later. So there'd he be marries like an Carla. Eight, there'd be like an eight year gap between Zeke and Aaron. Seven to nine. We'll put it at that range. Close to t- okay. That makes sense because he could be twenty four or twenty five. There could be a ten year gap, right? Aaron's fifteen. Zeke could be. We'll say Zeke's twenty four. Well, because Aaron's ten when like Grisha's like, when that all's going down, right? But Grisha could have also had like another year or two left and was just like, "Listen, Maybe. I can't do this myself. Like, I've only got a year left." Because obviously, yeah, I mean, they broke down the walls. It was yeah. like he was running out of time. So yeah, possibly. It just all depends on how quickly he bags Carla. But we have got to move on yeah, because sorry. people are so mad. So um, if you're listening to this, we're sorry and uh, we love you guys. Yeah. So let's stop. We're gonna stop right now talking about how <laughs> how many years people have to go. Please email us and tell me how old Zeke is. You heard me, right? Please. We're gonna stop talking about how many years people have I to go. I really want to know. All right. So we cut to Aaron telling this to Armin. So Armin has 13 years. <laughs> this is important stuff we gotta cover i'm going back on my work so armin has 13 years left let me guess aaron has eight not even not even eight (laughs) (laughs) which of course just upsets mikasa she refuses to believe it and this was also a very interesting thing because you know this is coming into a coming into play eventually because it hasn't happened really yet i don't think if one of the nine die before the power is passed mm. on, the power is inherited by a baby yet to be born by a subject of your mirror. Yep. I mean, that, do you know of a time that's happened that we know of? Not that we know of, but but uh, 
I mean, like Reiner, when Hanji was about to kill Reiner. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think about if she killed Reiner right there, because she could have. Yeah. The A baby yet to be born, that could be a baby on Paradise or a baby anywhere in any internment zone right. on Marley. That's which makes insane. you Which makes you, like, those are not good odds. Because no. I personally feel like, what, 80% of the Eldians are probably on Paradise? That's just... Pure spitball Rock. guessing. That's that's yeah. That's there's ballpark. no there's no way to any of that. But if I'm a Marley and there's no way I'm taking that risk, so you know that they're staying on top of that. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's very interesting because yeah, I would, the odds are definitely it going to paradise. I would bet a lot of money that something like that happens in uh, season four. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean... But then, at the same time, like, what good does that do? Because if they're a baby, and Aaron's story only has less than eight years left, unless we're going to get the baby Titans. That's right. true. What do I do now? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have 13... To see. Dude, that's crazy to think about, because that baby could not even transform until he's, like, seven or eight. Right. So, it, never it, know. it almost makes the whole thing pointless in the first place. But they went out of their way to explain it. And then, so this is when we get even deeper. Aaron says it's all, or it says if all the subjects of Ymir are connected by something we can't see. Uh, one inheritor of the power said that they actually saw paths. The blood and bones that form Titans, and at times even memories and thoughts are sent through those said paths. So deep there. Yeah, that it's getting. The shit's getting intense, man. It's getting mind-fucking at this point. I just love how we've gone this long, and then it's just so nice to see that, like, so much thought's been put into this, and there's answers to all of it. It's just really cool. And all the paths cross at a single coordinate, which, in other words, is the founding titan. So now we know why Reiner called it the coordinate. Yep. And everyone else calls it the founding titan. Every single subject of Ymir is connected to that coordinate. Risha asks, who's Ymir anyway? And the owl says, under Marley authority, she's a spawn of the devil. And uh, during the Eldian Empire era, she was a miracle of God. So it's like... We don't know. But here's the thing about the Titans. Like, no matter which way you look at it, the creatures are devil. (laughs) Like, just in nature, if you're not one of the nine, you're... I mean, look at Aaron's. We We don't talk about how, like devilish looking Aaron's Titan actually well, I mean, is too. Yeah, the, you're always talking about people and like judging them on their appearances. I was going oh more based off God, the uh dude. just the part of I don't know, they just eat people for no reason is kind of what I was going off of, but yeah, if you <sighs> want to just judge people by their looks constantly, you do that. Yeah, dude, and we eat animals, bro. Are we evil? Am I an evil person now cuz I just ate a yeah, cheeseburger from why, Cheeseburger Bobby's? But why do we eat animals? To live. Because... So do the Titans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's been very expressly said that they don't need to eat people to live. Well, Armin had to eat to live. <laughs> Whoa, that was deep. Whoa. That was so deep. Yeah. I I think we could have gotten him some Tylenol and he would have been just fine. I think I think they were making a mountain some, out of a molehill. Some Neosporin. <laughs> Put a little Vaseline on that and he'll rile up. He'll heal right up. Uh, this is the part where I uh, stopped learning how to this is the part where I stop talking how to learn. This is the sp- <laughs> this is the part where I stop knowing how to talk. I already learned how to talk. I can't stop learning to talk. I mean, that's you not, can keep learning that's how not to a speak thing. intricately. 
Well, I am with this podcast. It's great practice. I suggest, you know, there's not a whole lot of podcasts out there. I think people should <laughs> should start more of them. Some said that uh, Ymir was touched the source of all living matter. And the owl says, who's to say that they're wrong? So he, I mean, no one knows the answer. He goes on to say a potential quote of the day here. Oh, yeah. The only truth in this world is that there is no truth. Anyone can become a god or a devil. All it takes is for people to believe it. How real is that? That's so real, and that is Chaz's QOD of the day. You ever heard of a cult? What does that mean? It means anyone can become a god or a devil. All it takes is for people to believe in it. That's true, man. So Grisha questions the owl about how Dinah, it's pronounced Dina, having royal blood. And the owl says, yeah, that's true, she did. And that's why he couldn't let the enemy have her. So that kind of explains her. But what about everybody else? (laughs) But what about the other 30 people that were lined up on this wall? And you know what, though? I feel like there will be an answer for that. You know why? Why? Because our boy Isiyama doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Maybe not, though. I could be completely wrong. I mean, it could be... I don't know. It could be something as simple as maybe the owl thinks that just because you turn someone into a titan, there actually is a way that we don't know of that you can restore a person. And if he has Grisha just tighten out right here and there, there's no way to like for Grisha well, to not eat these people. Shit, dude. And... I mean, what is he gonna? What would he do with those people if he did save them? That's another question. Because it's not like they all. It's not like you can just send. What was it? Twenty to thirty people. You're just gonna send thirty people to the wall, and then they're not gonna notice anything. Like it makes perfect sense why one well, person. It's, it's it's gonna be hard for them to get to the wall. But if they could get to the wall, it actually would. Like you have thirty people who all have knowledge of this entire other thing and could inform or, people. Like or at least one. It almost or two. seems like why wouldn't you give them a chance? Or at least one or two, and yeah. just have Grisha transform and carry them and yeah. like run with them. But then, ah, dude. But the whole point of Grisha being undercover is because if he did tell the truth, that he would be right, killed cause, there. Yeah, because they're, they're yeah, still. Yeah. I guess it does make some somewhat sense why. It just doesn't seem like you had to kill him. You, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, hey, he's severed thousands of fingers. So. <laughs> he's like, no, it's the only way. <laughs> I've looked at this from all angles. We had to kill him. Poor, <laughs> he was too caught up in his act, like you said. The owl is still kind of talking about Dinah, Dina. It had to be done before Zeke told Marley everything because that bitch is a little snitch. Yep. And Grisha gets a little angry at this, but the owl counterpoints asking if it would have been better if she was forced to give birth to children of the enemy her entire life. And I you mean, know what that means. If it didn't make sense before, it makes a lot of sense now. It's just sad that it had to. <laughs> sad. I mean, could he have not just killed her? Is it better to watch her stumbling around like a little monster? Oh man. But that would have mean she would have because, had lots of sex. Because, spoiler alert, this Titan's gonna fuck some shit up. Wait. Does this Titan have significance? <laughs> <laughs> she pops up one or two times, is all I'm gonna say. But hey, man, if think about this, too. Well, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the owl claims that he's done his duty... Duty. And now it's time for Grisha to do his. But my question is, has the owl really done his duty? 
Because from over here, it looks like he just wasted 13 years just to pass it on to the next guy in line. He's like, hey, hey, he's like, hey, man, listen, I have the same exact power that I'm giving it to you. I've just kind of been fucking shit up around here for a few years. This is all comes down to you. Good luck. Dude, yeah, you're. And what else did he do? He gave Marley someone with royal blood. They literally have Zeke, a kid who we know in the future is on their side. So he fucked up in that manner too, letting that happen. So now you're coming over to my side after you were trying to well back up. The... I just thought about that as well. <laughs> he did seem to make things. <laughs> I mean, that's just the only way I can look at it. He's he's acting like Grisha has this new... Like, he's got the missing piece to go figure all this stuff out when all he's doing is giving Grisha the exact power that he's had for 13 years and all he's done has been, like, waiting for some special moment. Do you think, do you think this is going to come full circle and we're going to be like, wow, that's why? Or like do you the think owl. this is just a massive fuck-up? I honestly think... As far as the owl goes, I feel like it's a massive fuck up by him, just because I feel like his, the point of his character w- was, all the other shit he's been, he's basically taught us in these two episodes. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's got more to him because it's like, because in the end of it, you you really think about it and like, what can he besides what he did? What could he even do? Like, to stop everything. Like, he really couldn't, besides trying to go to paradise. Right. Like, being a Marley Which he officer. he had so many opportunities to yeah. do, standing on this wall, cutting fingers off, and making people titans. Like, he could have done what he did today in this instance how many times before? Yeah. And it was, it's like some, like he was a coward or something. Like, he knew exactly what to do. He's like, go start. I don't know. It's weird. But then, why? yeah, and then he waited that long just to choose Grisha. Like, it seems... I don't know. I hope and we get to, more answers. To be to that. fair, like we, all these memories are connected, and you know he's got a whole lot of missing puzzle pieces. And maybe, for all I know, all the manga people are laughing at us right now because they're like, "Oh wow, they have no idea what this owl guy's been through and why he couldn't do it." And that's why season that's four exists. I mean, I would love to see a lot of backstory on this guy. I really yeah. would. Like what he went, more of what he went through. I think that'd be cool. Because he seems like a cool guy, and I hope it's revealed that he just, the reasons why he couldn't do it. But just from dissecting this episode, it just seems like, what were you doing, man? The Alice says, only someone with the power of the Titans is capable of reaching the walls. And Grisha doesn't think he's up for it, but the Owl tells him that he will do it. Guess no one ever told the Owl that. Grisha is horrified after experiencing the uh, the eating of the officer who the owl pushed down. And this was like a Marco situation rip, best bro Marco, because he only ate like half of Mr. Gross. Yeah, that... Hey, are you on another planet right now? Sorry, I, I've, I'm thinking about it and I was thinking about how I wish they showed more of it. Because I didn't like that guy. Mr. Gross? Mr. Gross, yeah. Mr. Grossman. Mr. Worryman. He goes on to say, this is Grisha now, that if he had known this was the price of freedoms, he wouldn't have paid it. Ugh. That's rough. Dude, how many, I mean, pe- that's how many people in life do you think have said that? I mean, that's basically just saying, like, oh, I should have just been a bitch like the father before me and just smiled and waved and just dealt with what I was... Well, because look where it got him. Yep. All of his fingers are gone, and all of his comrades just got turned into titans, and his wife just got turned into a titan and pushed off of a wall. How would you feel, Ronnie? 
I mean, I would have been a bitch and just would have been living my 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 uh, caged in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But I'm not a I'm not brave. I just I have a podcast. I'm with you, man. I would be I would be like uh, the owl. I'd be all talk, and then I would just sever my own comrades' fingers. The bravest thing I did was make up a name, buy a microphone from Amazon, and started a podcast. Did and you just say make up? A what name? I mean? Shut up. You're not make up a name. <clears throat> Ronald. Real name's Ronald. The owl tells Grisha to stand and fight for the sake of restoring freedom and dignity to Eldia. After Grisha still can't make him do it, the owl tries to give him something from Grisha's home. Grisha refuses to look at it, still struggling with the mission at hand, and the owl tells him that one of the reasons he picked Grisha was because he was brave enough to leave the walls with his sister that day. He goes on to say that if Grisha hadn't made that one mistake... This gets really real right here. He probably would have grown up and taken over his father's medicine practice. His sister would probably be alive and have babies. Yeah, it's. I love he he had to say that. I feel but like kind of like really... we were talking about. Like, sure, that sounds nice, but they all that would have been with them being essentially slaves. Man, this this really makes me want to have courage in life. Yeah, me too. But he did. He indeed left the walls. And the owl says ever since the first day that he kicked a patriot off this wall, ever since the day Grisha took his sister beyond the walls, that they must push forward until the price of their actions are paid. Yep. In death and after death. I love them saying that because it's like the moment you made that mistake or you chose to do this, you chose this entire path, that one decision. Yep, one that moment of a so lifetime. That is so deep because in life it is the same exact way. One moment of a lifetime can change it all. And just like, uh, what's one decision you made in your life that changed everything? Probably when I decided to. Well, let me think about that. That's it's a toughie. You know, well, here's I, a good example. You know, you know go ahead. I was gonna. Well, never mind. Go. No, no, what was your example? It's not a good one. No, give me your example. I was gonna say a good example would be if one day I chose to go bungee jumping and the cable broke and I died. So your example is something that you've actually never done. But yeah, but it's a good example. You want my example? Yeah. I need you to look me in the eyes when I give you. This I'm looking example. you in the eyes. You ready? Yep. Grab your Kleenex, folks. It was the day I decided to be friends with you. Oh. (laughs) That was by far the most homosexual thing you ever said to me. And I loved it. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's not. I loved every bit of it. I'm coughing because I'm so in touch with my feelings right now. Okay. That that made me tingle. Ugh. Grisha looks up at the item that the owl was trying to give him, and it is the picture that Aaron and the gang found in the basement. The owl then asks Grisha, This is a story that you began, is it not? And Grisha stands up. The owl tells him that there are names for each of the nine titans, including the one he is getting ready to inherit. And every era it has found itself in has pushed forward, seeking out freedom. For the sake of freedom, it fights. Its name, Shingeki no Kyojin. The Attack Titan. And this goes back 
to a few episodes ago. And it's cool because they cut to Aaron and that's when he says yep. it. Yep. He goes, Shingeki no Kyojin. But this is what I was going back to saying a few episodes ago. Aaron fighting for freedom. He inherited it. It's in his blood. It's in his bones. It's in his titan. All right, let's break this down. Let's see if we can do this, okay? The nine titans. Let's go. All right. So we've got the beast titan. No, no, no. Let's start from the beginning. We're the, starting from the beginning. As in like when we saw the them? the first titans we see. How okay. about we do that? So the attack titan. The colossal titan is the first titan we well, see. Well, we see the attack titan first. Colossal Titan. <laughs> I don't know why we got to do it in order. It's going to be hard because we're going to mess this up. Okay, and okay, okay. Make fun we'll of do it in... Okay, Attack Titan. Aaron. All right. Female Titan. Annie. Are you typing this yeah, up? Yeah, just because I got to get it down. Why don't you just copy and paste I'm, like you normally do? I'm just very visual. I don't copy and paste. I don't know why you keep telling people that. The Colossal Titan. Colossal Titan. Armor Titan. It's four. Yep, Bert. And now Armin. We've got the uh, the Beast Titan. That's five. The Beast Titan. I didn't put the Armor Titan yet, uh, so that's five. We've got Ymir, which is uh, ugly little gross Titan. Yeah, monkey. Let's call her or no, because Beast Titan. What about if we called her uh, ugly little gross Titan? Okay, I like that one. And we have the Crocodilian. Seven. Okay, and we have one more. Wait, we have one more or two more? Uh, I mean, there's nine. We only have seen eight, though. Right. So the... Wait, how many do you have typed out? I have seven typed out. So we got one more. What is it again? I already forget. I knew this was going to happen. This is what I told you was going to happen. Because we didn't do it in order. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with in, in order. order. We def- There's one more. Who are we missing? I knew this was gonna everyone's, everyone's hating. Us I know right people now. are yelling at us. I'll edit this down. I've got the Attack Titan, Female okay. Titan, Colossal Titan, Beast Titan, Armor Titan, Ymir Titan, Crocodilian Titan. Maybe we've only seen seven. I'm questioning my intelligence <laughs> now. <laughs> oh no! Think about five. Oh wait, wait, wait. The fucking founding oh, titan. Oh, founding titan, yeah. But Aaron possesses yeah, both. That's, okay, that's, that's, a, that's a tricky question. That's a trick question, yeah. guys. Everyone shut up. We, Edit that out. We knew it. I'm not editing <laughs> it out because people... Yeah. It's a two-for-one deal. Yeah. they The owl hasn't explained the intricacies of how the two-for-one deal works. Well, dude, which is very interesting. Because how do they ever split them back in two? Well, think about this, too. Could Aaron essentially just start eating everyone? Could he just get all nine titans? Dude, what if he just decided one day he's just like, tell me this. fuck Armin and unless, unless, okay, I, here's the only way I see you getting out of this, and maybe this is why they explained it, is if Aaron just dies naturally, each one, each title goes to a separate baby, but other than that, like, by eating Aaron, like, you're gonna always have the two for one, are you not? Yeah, and, th- well, then you'd have a three for one if you ate, or no, you wouldn't, unless you were another titan. Right. But, um, I thought about this, too. It also means that they pro- this has probably never happened before. Think about it that way, too. This is the first time... That we have a two-for-one. A two-for-one. Because if you, they have control of all seven titans, so we know those seven never eat each other. Well, like I said, it's a long history, and I do think that if someone died naturally, the titans would probably break off, and one kid would yeah. get one, and another kid would get the other. I wonder, do you think that's ever happened? Dying naturally? Well, I guess it's had to happen at least once for them to know that. Yeah, it's definitely because how how long how far back do they go? Like, 
1,700 years or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I think about that. 17 divided by 13 is approximately like yeah. 275.8. It's 130. So there's a, wow, been like close. 130 cycles of these Titans. So yeah, they've seen some shit and done some shit. So we get to the calling card, and luckily it's something that we haven't been talking about a whole lot. It's uh, the Nine Titans. <laughs> The true identity of intelligent titans stemming from a power exceeding human comprehension that sleeps in subjects of Ymir. The coordinate where all paths intersect is the founding titan. Man, these these calling cards can really... Wow. We could have just waited for the calling card and Thank found God. it out. Yeah, that would have really cleared everything up. That wasn't wordy at all. So Hanji and Levi interrupt Aaron in deep thought as Hanji begins to question what is going on because Aaron is just... His brain is a little fried right now. And to be fair, mine is too, so I don't even blame him. Aaron deflects the conversation as Levi and Armin manage to call Hanji off, but not in time before Aaron yells at her. Like, he just yells at her. Rude. Yeah. Chill out, Aaron. He's acting different. I mean, this is your girl. What do you... Um, you got anything for him? No, I mean, so she can take it. She's a strong, independent woman. You're right. And sh- you know what? Yeah. I just slapped myself. He just slapped himself super hard. Are you okay? Honestly, I did that a little harder than I wanted to. It <laughs> I kinda, know. kind of hurt. <laughs> My cheek's definitely going to turn red. Oh, I'll turn Hanji's cheeks red. Levi lets him out of which cheek? Levi lets him out of his cell, even though, according to Aaron, he is supposed to be disciplined for another ten days. But they talked to Zachary, and it was decided that the heroes who toppled the armored and colossal titans shouldn't be locked up. Hey, what an interesting yeah. concept! How about you talk to yourself, buddy, and say that to yourself? <laughs> You're the one that tattletold on him. Yeah, is that tattletold? I don't know. I don't use. Just, I haven't used that word since I was six. Is it just tattletailed? I guess you just tattletailed on himself. I don't think tattletold is. God, you used to tattletale on me all the time. Oh yeah. I feel like you did that. <laughs> I have no proof, but I feel like you did that all the time. Well, of course. You're a shitbag. Mikasa looks like she is beginning the Keith Sadie's five-step process of looking <laughs> like a tired, ran-over piece of shit. Levi tells him to get dressed because the majesty has come to trust. Who? The majesty? Who's he talking about? On Historia Rice. Is he talking about Zachary's trophy? No, he's <laughs> not talking about whatever that monstrosity is. And we go over to said majesty, Historia, who is reading her letter from Ymir. Thank God, I've been wanting some more Historia Ymir action. So she's reading it, and we kind of hear her voice. As she was writing the letter, Reiner stood next to her, and it was obvious that he was sneaking peeks at this love letter. Kind of miss Reiner, dude. I miss the old Reiner. Do you miss Ymir? Didn't say anything about Ymir. <laughs> I know. Did, did you miss her? I didn't say anything about Ymir. All right. I'm just checking your temperature on her. Nope. And she apologizes for choosing Reiner and Bert over her. She says it won't be long till she dies, but she has no regrets. <laughs> my see, this is how you know I don't copy and paste because my uh, my notes auto corrected. I might I missed the R, so it says she says it won't be long till she dies, but she has no grits. <laughs> she has zero grits, wow. zero zero that breakfast stinks. grains. It's always better with grits. Is grits a grain? Grits a grain, right? I thought it. 
It's got to be great. Yeah. How do you feel about grits? They're all right. I mean, that's, if they're there, I'll eat them. If they're not there, I don't really care if they're there. How do you eat grits if you do eat them? Usually, I ingest it through my mouth. I, I like to use a spoon. Oh, come on, you asshole. Like, you salt pepper guy? You yeah, a sweet j- grit guy? Just salt and pepper. And I, to be honest, I don't eat grits super often. Like I said, if they're there, I'll eat them. But if not, I'm not like, I never crave grits. Yeah, gr- grits are something that I feel like I have the same bag of grits in the pantry that has been in there since 15 years ago, I feel like. Okay. The one thing she regrets is that she wasn't able to marry Historia. Whoa. Are we going to check on see how Historia feels about all this? Or are we just... Historia touches the letter, which sends her into some sort of crazy flashback sequence of Ymir's life. What's going on here? Whoa, let me finish this yawn. I mean, that yawn you stretched out five seconds longer than it actually (laughs) took. Um, I believe that... Historia is accessing memories. So you do think that it's actual memories she's accessing through this letter? Yep, because she's royal blood. She's doing that weird shenaniganry. I mean, um, it, I, I, it felt like it played that way, but then when she comes back, she doesn't seem like weird at like. Because I feel like, like she she's like, what was that? But then she because she's been through it before. Yeah, but well, like one time, right? And I mean, maybe that more. was like that was like in I mean maybe but yeah I didn't know and you know what it looks like in those memories yeah Mia gone <laughs> she bye bye yeah so I gotta retract I I kind of did some hardball questioning of you there was so much going on in these two episodes I completely forgot about this letter Yamir is so dead yeah and uh, I just kind of forgot forgot that part from my first Sorry. initial watch but. This is why we did not, the rewatch. You know what? Going I'm it. not mad about it because I'm not mad that we won't see her again. His story is just so much more interesting without her, dude. Yeah. So it's a good thing. She's I, I honestly feel like Historia could be. Well, I don't even know. Like, what does a queen even mean going into this fourth season? Like, that's not even her main purpose. Her main purpose is obviously stuff we're going to talk about kind of next episode with Aaron, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, in this flashback sequence, there is a scene where, to me, it kind of felt as if Ymir was in that afterlife, which is like what we were saying, dead. And she felt like that Historia had read her letter through like the Magic Connections coordinates, so that was kind of a cool little scene to kind of explain that whole thing a little further. Am I killing it over here? You're not killing it, you're murdering it. Thanks, buddy. I felt like... <laughs> Listen... Sometimes I feel like I'm just stumbling through You're this. doing it. I'm feeling good. I don't know. It's late, but I'm feeling good. I stumbled through the last one, I feel like, a pretty decent amount. Well, well magic of editing, you're going to sound so yeah. good, buddy. It's not even funny. And we got sidetracked because you farted in the mic. So that's kind of... Yeah. So Hanji and John, uh, sitting in the room with Historia, ask her if there was anything beneficial <laughs> in the letter. And, uh, no. Seemed like a real waste of paper to me. Didn't really learn anything. Historia mutter... Stupid just love letter. Come on, Ymir. Tell some secrets. They're like, I don't know, did she give us some of the plans when she was with the enemies like that? Or She's like, no, she just basically talked about fingering me in a shed out behind the... Wait, I'm sorry, I shouldn't... Whoa. It's late, I'm getting loose with it, I don't know. Uh... Historia mutters to herself that Ymir was such a dummy that she'd play all of this off in a, the second she was embarrassed. 
So Aaron, Armin, and Mikasa, they enter the room and bow to Historia, but she tells them to stop because it's not even an official position yet. Yeah, and that's... Once she's officially a queen, then you can bow, bitch. I mean, that's malarkey, dude. I wouldn't... Do you want people bowing to you? Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I think You be... actually do? I think it'd be great. You would love to be somebody where people just come up and bow to you and, like, say, oh, master, and stuff like that. Yeah, sounds fun to me, dude. Dude, that's... I think that is so overrated. Why? What's the overrated part about it? Uh, it's so cheesy to me, dude. What are we What are we living? 1400s? So then how do you want people to show respect to you? Kiss my hand. Give me a little smoochie. <laughs> I don't know. All right, don't well, fucking bow to me. You start having people kiss your hand, that bitch Corey V is going to get you by the balls. That's tr- oh, Well, you know what? I'd rather have Corvid than have people bow to me. It's called Corey V. She feels guilty, this is the story, because she just sat here staring at the wall while, you know, everyone else got shit done. But Armin tells her that it's important for her to just stay alive at this point. She tells them it's nice to see them acting normal, but Aaron really kills the mood by telling her it's just because it hasn't sunk in yet. We're (laughs) not normal at all. And, uh, oh cool, we get nice shots of Sasha, and guess what she's doing? Oh, eating... Hey, I was glad we got that shot. It, it Come was, on, Sasha's listen, pretty cool now. I mean, she's not that cool, but it was nice to see that she seems as if she's going to be okay. I like that part. We cut to a meeting of sorts led by Zachary, and he reads off the titles of Grisha's journals. This was interesting. So it was the early life of Grisha Jaeger, Sod, the extent of our knowledge of Titans and their history, and information about the world beyond the walls. This guy, how did he have time to be a doctor when he was writing fucking three novels? Yeah. <laughs> did, didn't this guy, like, cure an entire plague on yeah. the island, but yet he had all this time? Dad's working in the basement. Really, he's just writing novels. He did have 13 years, I guess. That is a long time. The only people who know the information contained in these books are in this room, and it's basically just our normal cast of characters plus a few. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The books were gained by nine living scouts, and we get a number, 199 more that couldn't be here. Hooray! We did it! Good job, guys! I still love just thinking about them nine people showing back up yeah. after this great send-off of 208 people. Yeah, we go back to the a couple episodes ago and they go, they've returned! <laughs> kind of! Zachary wants to set the next course of action here today in this room. He turns to Scout Regiment Commander Hanji Zoe. I love hearing it. My girl, my baby, my ride or die. Hanji says the scouts have lost a My one-eyed pie. Whoa, one-eyed pie. She says they've lost a lot, including Erwin Smith, but to do this sacrifice, they have... But due to this sacrifice, they have retaken Walmaria and stolen the Colossal Titan's power. Stolen the Colossal Titan's power. That's big. Hey, but what did it cost? Everything. It cost everything. Erwin Smith, he is everything. However, and here's the worst part, Humanity still lives in a pretty precarious situation. It would be a relief if it had been true that Titans were the only enemies they were fighting, but the true identity of the enemies are humans. 
She goes on to say how, according to the books, they are a special race called the subjects of Ymir who can turn into titans. And that there is a belief in that they may rule the world once again, and that's why the world wishes to eradicate them for good. Wow. We cut back to the owl, who tells Grisha that if the founding titan falls in the hands of Marley, Eldians are just done for. So it's a fucking race to who can get the founding titan first. That's right. How how fucking awesome thinking back to episode one, the yeah. colossal titan kicking in is literally just a race to get to the founding titan. I know. So badass. And just the idea, we don't, like you said, we don't know how many years Grisha was into his 13 year thing. So like he wasn't ready for that. So he just, who even knows if he ever thought that would even happen. Yeah. I, well, well, he I guess he, he, knew, he knew he knew that yeah he knew that they were eventually the resources, which is funny because think about how long from when they talked about that that it actually took them to get the plan together and do it. It probably yeah. It took I bet he was least... ready. I bet he was ready to go. Well, but he waited so long to go to Frida. How long did it take him to go to Frida? Dude, he did not get. Frida's powers until his twelfth or thirteen year. Yeah, it was already after they broke into the wall. Yeah, he. The only reason he went and got the founding titans because they broke in. He was living a fucking peaceful life, just writing novels. My God, this dude. So I cannot. I cannot wait to find out all this. Ah, oh, it's gonna be so good. Season six. Let's go. Grisha says the king inside the walls aren't gonna let that happen, but the owl tells him the king won't fight. He quotes the king who said this to the royal family on the continent. If once again Eldia is driven to sin, we will perish as it is meant to be. I have made a vow renouncing war with the founding titan. And then he closed the walls. Grisha asks if the king did not warn that the titans of the walls would flatten the earth. And the owl said his words were intended to bring a time of peace, which they did for some time due to the fact that the king stole his people's memories and made them believe humanity perished beyond the walls. He surrounded himself with the ignorant and babbled about paradise. So he's saying if he didn't steal all the memories, they would just keep fighting? Yeah, because so many people didn't think like him. Like yeah. They didn't want to just lay down. A king who can't protect his people is no king. The owl tells Grisha that he must find the cowardly king and strip him of the founding titan. That is his mission. You know what creeps me out, him saying this for some reason? It's him. He just keeps calling the king the king. Yeah. They keep passing it down, and it's a different person every time, but it's just the king. Like, that's terrifying. We cut back to Hanji, who says that Grisha did just that and entrusted the founding titan to his son, Aaron. And in order to possess the full power of the founding titan, it must be possessed by someone with royal blood. As the shot pans in closer to one Queen Historia. Hanji goes on. Historia is like the Dunkestin. I don't know how that song goes. (laughs) Hanji goes on to say, however, even if that person possesses the founding titan, they're enslaved by the king's ideals, which only then down the path, which will only lead them down the path to humanity's downfall. She mentions how Aaron was able to control pure titans in the past to escape a dire situation, so it may be possible even without royal blood. 
Aaron thinks back to that moment when he thought the smiling titan, when he fought the smiling titan, which we now know was his backwards stepmom. Kind of weird. Yeah. And how just for that split second, it felt like everything connected when he punched her hand in that weird way. <laughs> punched her. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a weird fighting thing, but it worked. And he then realizes it was because Dinah, should be pronounced Dina, had royal blood and he was making contact with her. The realization of this makes Aaron jump <laughs> He just jumps up, interrupting the entire meeting, but he thinks twice about it and decides, you know what, I better sit back down because so this, she... this is some pretty serious information I've just stumbled upon. So she did find Grisha, kind of. Yeah, she did kind of find him in a weird, messed up way. She was looking for him and fucking ate that bitch of a wife. Do you think she that... really thinks she could look for him in her, that Titan form? Or is that kind of just coincidental? Well, I think she's just kind of, yeah. Yeah. It is funny, though, that it was his first wife, and they got separated, so she goes and just eats his second wife. That's my man, bitch. <laughs> Hanji explains that that whole outburst by Aaron, that's just a weird phase he's going through. And Aaron, just thinking about all this new stuff, and how he hasn't even told Armin and Mikasa about Dinah's Titan. He also thinks about how Historia plays into this, and he worries that the mil- what the military might do to her if they found out the connection and all that stuff. We cut back... Lots of things. Yeah. I would do lots of things to her. Stop it. Stop it. Hey. Stop it. We cut back to the owl, loading an injection as he tells Grisha to have a family after he enters the wall. Grisha doesn't want to do that to Dinah, not to mention he asks, won't he forget the things the owl has told him when he becomes a titan? She's a titan, dummy. And this is when the owl tells him, no, 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 not so fast. That's not always the case, and someone might see it later, to which Grisha says, huh? And the owl reiterates that Grisha must love someone inside the walls, and that if he can't do that, it'll only repeat the same history, the same mistakes, over and over. And then, in the most epic of final episode happenings ever, he goes, To save Mikasa, Armin, and everyone else, you must see it through. And Grisha says, Mikasa, Armin? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> and the owl says, Who knows? He isn't sure whose memories are those. Da, da, da. Oh, the chills, man. Awesome. The I've... goosebumps, the chills, everything. So, we've seen multiple instances where things have been connected in the past. This is the first instance where people can potentially see the future? Yeah, so I, I have to think, after, after he says this, you have to think that some of this stuff was meant to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why it'll be interesting to see the Owl story, because, like, obviously things have kind of, I don't know. Things seem to be happening in, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Oh, so good, dude. Because it's so, it, that can potentially go down just a mind-fucking, like, yeah. avalanche of stuff happening. Like, we don't even know how deep that could actually go. Because what does that even mean for, like, obviously maybe he's talking about just, like, on the very broad scale of Save Mikasa and Armin of what's already happened but who's to say it's not talking about something in the future 
And he's so. saying, oh, dude, and this goes back to Yuri. Oh, yeah. Saying he, in the not-too-distant future, the world will crumble, him yep. seeing the future. And when you're watching it at that point, we had this discussion after the episode because it was spoilery. We couldn't have it on mic at the time. Was you think about just the Paradise Island, all that stuff, and my whole thing, and I'm sure a lot of people's things is, no, when he's talking about the world crumbling, he's talking about the, the world. world. Like, we haven't even began to see what Yuri's foreseeing, and that's just, yeah. it's crazy. So deep, and so, this, this whole show, just from where we went from season, episode one of season one to now, is just crazy. It's next level. Next level. It's not just a little monster show with these things running around. There's mm-hmm. some serious thought behind it. But that closes out another episode where uh, we keep on trucking through. We got one more until we're caught wow. up. Wow. We have that gone through crazy. 58 of these. We're about to finish the entire one show. more. Can you imagine, dude, when we first started this saying, we're going to be done with this show. We never thought we'd no. I never thought we'd do it. I just didn't. I didn't think we'd do it, but here we Hell, are. Hell, we still might not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if we'll hit record on this next one at this point? But it's all thanks to you guys for you know showing us support and keeps us motivated as we keep seeing the we the love podcast seeing the feedback. It's we absolutely cool. love it. Keeps us going, makes us just smile. We laugh about it all the time, just what people say and how silly it is that people actually take the time to respond to our baloney, but. Thanks again. We'll see you for the next episode. I've been Ronnie. And I've been Chazzy, and we love you guys. And we peace out at this point. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Never say we peace out at this point. Peace. Say peace so I get in the episode.